This is Markin Out Out. Promotion called All Elite Wrestling. Marking Out presents the Wednesday Night Wars. This is episode number three, and we thank you for listening to this weekly podcast about the ongoing battles and struggles between NXT and AEW. You can listen to this on MarkingOut.com and also on all of your major podcasting applications. Facebook.com slash marking out, Twitter.com slash marking out, Instagram.com slash marking out 11, as well as YouTube.com slash marking out 11. We have a pro wrestling tea store at pro wrestling tees.com slash marking out tomorrow, because I know this will be released you know, later this night. Tonight, the big two year anniversary of a retail store for pro wrestling tees. You use the coupon code retail and you get 20% off. So I think I might be snagging some. Uh, AEW shirts, perhaps, there. I don't know. I, I also believe you get a uh, free autograph. Oh, yeah, you get like a free uh, gimmick autograph from there. But, yeah, my name's Chris. You can follow me on Twitter, Chris Sweendog. As you can hear, also here, Brandon, who you can follow on Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon, how you doing? I'm doing awesome, as always, and yourself? I'm doing great. I am doing great. Dave, uh, unfortunately, cannot be with us this evening, but you can follow him on Twitter, at Dave the Rave underscore Mo, and what a Wednesday night it was. We'll get into the ratings at the end of the show, but let's start off with the beginnings of the shows. Um, AEW emanated this week from Philadelphia, so you started. The big thing that they were pushing here was them start kicking off the AEW tag team tournament, and it was supposed to be. Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian facing off against best friends Chuck Taylor and Trent. Chuck Taylor rocking 76ers gear, which I loved, and you know him being living in Philadelphia, he has to he has to rock the uh, 76ers gimmicks. An but unfun the... fact about Trent: Dave and I once sat next to his mother at a SmackDown tape. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. I didn't know that. It was really funny. Yeah, we were sitting. I actually think it might have been the very first episode that I was on for Marking Out. Okay. I think it was. It was either that that I was on it, or it was when we went to see Rascal Flatts. It was both the same like month time, 2011, when I was like, "Whoa, what do you think of Dolph Ziggler?" Dolph Ziggler. I was like, uh, "He's good." Oh yeah, I remember <laughs> you sat on the. The futon in my uh, apartment. But I think, yeah, I think Dave uh, won tickets to that SmackDown taping, and we went, and his mom was just sitting right next to us. Oh, my God, my baby. Oh, good old Sue. Good old <laughs> Sue. But the, the bigger story out of this match was what happened in the beginning of the match, whereas SU was making their way to the ring, the Lucha Bros come and attack Christopher Daniels and Kazarian, because, you know, assumingly they would be in the next round against them. Uh, or even in the finals. Um, it's, it's really strange because I don't know who's heel and who's face, and I still don't because people pop for both teams. But was it me, or did Christopher Daniels get, like, the stretcher and the neck brace within, like, a matter of seconds? Uh, yeah, I would say so, yes. Um, 
I also ma- like that Scorpio Sky was wrestling with one shoe on yeah, and one he, shoe off, like, and then the, there, somebody got it back. His wrists up and everything like that. Somebody got it back to him in the ring, and the ref kicked it out. <laughs> he yeah. still had a he still had a wrestle with one shoe off. Yeah, but like one Scorpio Sky. By the way, SCU picks up the victory over best friends. I'm very upset about that. Trent, by the way, at, towards the end of that match, outside the ring, hit a like picture perfect spear. Because Trent's amazing. There's no way Jay Silva taught him that. <laughs> way to go, Gary Sanchez. Gary Sanchez just struck out. Um, with the bases loaded. Yes, I have the ALCS on in the background, folks, because that's what I do when we watch Marking Out, or do Marking Out in the Wednesday Night Wars. So, SU picks up the win. Um, the second that Scorpio Sky came in this match, I'm like, oh, man, is going to win because they, they want that, like, baby face, oh, hey, I'm coming in to help the team type thing. But- but it doesn't make sense because they always trash the cities that they're in. So yeah, yeah, which I found out was weird. But next up for SU, and also, will... go ahead. Oh, go on. No, I was I... going to just say that, that I, I still have no idea why they did that thing with the with the tag because Kat Kazarian was making his way back into the ring and and Scorpio Sky tagged him, yeah. and it was a legal tag. It made no sense. Yeah. And I'm I'm happy that there are people out there like questioning tags and and rules and stuff to the matches like brian hebner's out there questioning it who by the way is the head official for nwa um jimmy corderas former wwe officials questioning it scott dawson i saw tweet out about the rules and it's like it's if you're not going to stick to these like actual rules then you can't it's just not going to like i don't know it's not going to have an effect on me yeah uh, but next up for SEU will be the Dark Order in the semifinals in the AEW World Tag Team Championship tournament since the Dark Order got a f- uh, first-round bye. Which they have, they have not been on Dynamite yet, right? Yeah, they were last week. Eight-man oh. match with, oh. what is it, the the Dynamic 2? It was the Dynamic 2 and the Dark Order facing off against SCU and Shima. Like, I'm legitimately confusing Dynamite and Dark now. It just kind of blends all into each other. Yeah, and there's like sometimes, like this past week on AEW Dark, they had that Omega versus Janela match that was unsanctioned. How do you not like have that match on pay-per-view or something? They're trying to get everybody to all aspects, and especially this day and age with – you know, me, like, perfect example, I'm a cord cutter. You know, I can have YouTube TV. They want people to go to their YouTube channel to check out these matches to build up that platform as well as build up their television show as well. And now I, I don't understand. Like, I I could swear AEW Dark was filmed after Dynamite last week as well as the week before. And now I think it might have been filmed beforehand because they had – like pictures and stuff leak out from from dark before dynamite. Yeah. So I don't know if they just changed it before or after. It's just like super I'm so confused by it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All I know is that Taz is doing commentary I think with Dasha Fuentes next week. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Taz is in there now since he didn't get the FS1 job. So. Which dude, he would have been absolutely perfect for that. I know that's what a lot of people were saying that like it's, you know it's terrible that he has never been on one of their kickoff panels because he has such an opinion about stuff. So yeah. 
Well, anyway, let's pop over to the NXT side because I feel like I feel like maybe this was the better of the two opening matches, and this would kind of get people to go into the NXT product. You have Tommaso Ciampa um, picking up the victory over Angel Garza. Um, I like the I like the gimmick that Angel Garza like is playing here. You know, like Tommaso Ciampa is trying to do things, he just cuts out the ring and just gets some woman to like kiss his hand or kiss the cheek and. You know, yeah, and then he strips mid-match, and the women go crazy. Yeah, I thought no, I thought it was great, and I thought Master Champa looked great too. Yeah, his first match back seven months, I think. Yeah, since since his neck injury. Yeah, he, he looked great. He did good. I like the fact that his uh, he has the finisher now called what is it, the fairy tale ending or something like that. Yeah, the rope DDT. Yeah, which is like a Randy Orton thing. Yeah. So, uh, but post match of this, you have Adam Cole and the entire undisputed era come out and. You have Kyle O'Reilly give him a stick drive, and it's like which bring this was to the super truck. weird. So weird. They're like, "What's what's this? We gotta bring this to the truck." <laughs> but yeah, so those are your two opening matches uh, for there. Next up on the AEW side, which I think uh, I popped huge for. This was awesome. You have Santana Ortiz making their first tag team match. In AEW, uh, essentially an enhancement towel match, defeating, uh, as we know them, the Beaver Boys, John Silver and Alex Reynolds. I popped huge for this, and I texted you immediately. And then I was, I was texting with Sal, too. I was like, Beaver Boys. He's like, what are you talking about? And I explained to him, because that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, definitely making their rounds this year and should be signed by... Somebody. Either, yeah, 100%. Like, John Silver, there's no comparing john silver to anyone else in this business yeah no he's just he's special and alex reynolds i feel like should have been signed a long time ago a hundred percent yeah because he is just so good in the ring but santana and ortiz pick up the victory over here afterwards you know you have a backstage promo with jericho saying that uh santana and ortiz are going to be facing off against uh, the young bucks i, I found that i found that promo to be goofy why I I don't know. To me, it just didn't fit there. Like okay. they they didn't. It, it was as if they like forgot they were about to do it, and like you couldn't you couldn't really hear hear it too well. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was weird. There's a cricket in my house now. I hear that, and it's in your house actually. Yeah, I told you we had this infestation of crickets a couple months ago, like a month oh, ago. So. I was so worried. I went and grilled the other day again, and uh, no dead crickets. I was worried about no, but not this time. No. Nice. But I I did have a dream that you and I recorded something in, in my house and there was like this giant like – it was like – I mean like you ever see a, a Bug's Life? Yes, a very long time ago. You know Heimlich or whatever, that like the green caterpillar or whatever yes. he is? It was like that but like red and not a caterpillar and it had like a million legs to it. It was, it was gigantic. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, get it out, get it out. <laughs> no, no, no. It was so gross. I want to talk about after this match, they had, I thought it was an interesting video package for Cody A Rose. lot of people putting this over as one of the best things they've ever seen. Me. I thought it was great. But, you know, I, I, I didn't liked. Th- I didn't think it was terrible. I didn't think it was incredible. I thought it was good. I liked the fact that it was everybody else putting over Cody Rhodes and not Cody Rhodes putting over Cody Rhodes. Well, I mean, you know, it was his Cody Rhodes' mom, which was amazing because I don't think you've seen Cody Rhodes' mom on, you know, even on WWE programming when he was in there, when Dusty was yeah. in there. You have MGF putting him over. You have, 
you know, hyping up this match to full gear, getting it a really big fight feel. Um, after seeing this, are you like kind of on the Cody Rhodes side now? Be like, yeah, I want Cody Rhodes to win the AEW title. You know, not thinking of mm-hmm. you know his backstage uh, presence. You could say, not really. No, no. You're... It's like I, for a split second, I was like, how is how is Cody not gonna be like the the first champion or whatever? And then I'm like, no, 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 no. Hold on. It's a hundred percent should always have been Chris Jericho. And Chris Jericho should defeat Cody at full gear. Yeah. Yep. I agree. All about that. Uh, like uh, maybe maybe Diamond Dallas Page got taken out of two K twenty because he's uh, all in or imagine. whatever. I don't know. I have no idea. He was on that video package. Yeah. Um, but let's pick back over to NXT. They come back from the break and they get this footage now to the truck of Undisputed Era laying at Velveteen Dream. And smashing his glasses. Yeah, I know. But then Imagine he, like, comes, like, the next time we see Velveteen Dream, he's, like, nothing we've ever seen before. Like, he's just, like, I don't want to say normal, but He's back normal. to, what's his real name, Patrick? Uh, <laughs> Patrick Clark. Patrick Clark, yeah. He's no longer Velveteen Dream. Oh, man. Uh, but after this, on the NXT side, you had a really awesome... Tag team match with Imperium of Fabian Wagner and Marshall Bartel picking up the victory over Danny Birch and Oni Lorkin. Solid tag also, team right here. Three of these four people should have 100% made its way into uh, WW2K20 and did not. Yeah. Oni, of course, is returning, but. Yeah. But yeah, this is like Oni Lorkin and uh, Danny Birch are a really good tag team, and I kind of wish that they won the tag team titles when they had that opportunity a few months ago. I agree. But I I see the direction they went with Undisputed Era, so... Yeah. By the way, I know I mentioned it to you, but I was up till 4 o'clock in the morning Monday night and screaming through a WWE shop. They're like, oh, you know, a certain percentage is off of shirts, so I bought that uh, Street Profits ghetto oh the we want the smoke dude what a great shirt i i have no idea what that means though i looked it up the other day i think it's like we want to fight or something like that i mean google are gonna want the I smoke saw they were in denver this past monday and i saw somebody had a denver denver has that smoke or whatever <laughs> um we we want all the smoke is a hip hop phrase used by a member of a group to signal they are ready to battle. So I guess it means you want to fight. I wonder if that wait if that phrase made its way into Def Jam. <laughs> Remember that game? Which Def Jam Vendetta? Yeah. Oh, what a great game that was. That's because it was the I think it was the WWE uh, system. So, I forget what it was, but um, um, we spoke about Cody Rhodes having a great Engine, video. Sorry, not system. We talked about Cody Rhodes having a great video package. You had a, a Johnny Gargano hype package here too, which a lot of people are going like side by side saying, you know, one was great, the other one was better. You know, I thought this one was great too, but this was whereas Cody, everybody else was putting over Cody Rhodes, Johnny Gargano was putting over Johnny Gargano. I think he's missing from these shows. I think he is completely too, but they, there's nowhere to put him right now. That's the but, thing. Like, but like even still, like he's supposed to be Mr. NXT and yeah. you're not booking him? Yeah, I know. I don't know. That doesn't make sense at all. 
Yeah, I, I find it funny, and I feel like that's the lack of, like, now that there's a second hour, do you think NXT needs to add another championship title and kind of, like, uh, like a work, like an intercontinental title? Because um, you have the North uh, American, but there's, like... Well, yeah, you have North American, you have the Women's Championship, you have the NXT Championship, and you have the Cruiserweight Championship. Yep. So, so but uh, maybe this is, like... Maybe Gargano makes like a huge pop face save at the end of one of these future episodes for leading to NXT War Games. Yeah, take over. Yeah, I can I can see that coming. Like that that attack on Velveteen Dream that like has to solidify that Undisputed Era will be again in a War Games match and like Dream will be there. I don't I I don't know I don't know if we're gonna have. Yeah, like I don't know if we're gonna have like a title match or anything at at Takeover, but if not, then it, it, I would see it be like DIY. Uh, do you want to put Dream? Do you want to put Tommaso Ciampa in that type of match, right coming back from neck surgery? If he's cleared, he's cleared. Yeah, true. Okay, I see where you're going on that front. AEW side, why is Siri my Siri is just going off for no good reason right now? No, don't stop. Okay, um, you had Riho's first successful AEW Women's World Championship title defense as she defeated the Doctor herself, Doctor Britt Baker. Um, I don't know how I feel about this because when you know they started announcing people for AEW, Britt Baker was your first person you announced, so you thought that maybe they'd kind of put the whole women's division around her. But you know, it's like. She maybe lost. she maybe now she can't though. Maybe she can't be there because of her job. Oh, because of being a real full full time dentist. Sal didn't know that. I told Sal uh, in like he's like, is she a shoot dentist? I was like, yep. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe that's why. It, like maybe they intended it to maybe be, but once they found out, like her schedule just doesn't permit it or something. But uh, this match, man. Yeah, a lot of people are saying I, I was... like I like Rio, but I'm starting to think maybe she's just good with the Joshis. This did not make Britt Baker look good at all. Yeah. This didn't make Rio look good at all. This match was like not good. And I feel like if this took place in WWE, all the fans would be like completely tearing it apart. Oh, I know. Yep. So rest in peace, women's uh Women's Revolution, you know, like you, this you get just, tweets like that. It, this was just not a good match at all. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't the biggest fan of it, but you know what I was a fan of on the NXT side, and we tout their women's division, Io Shirai, picking up the victory yeah. over uh, Caden Carter. I don't get why they changed her name. I don't know. I don't, hey, listen, because they want to own it. You know WWE. Well, either. yeah, I guess, but but I, it's weird because like a bunch of the women, I don't know. Have we seen anybody from like the cruiserweight championship, uh, the cruiserweight classic, or the May Young classic, or whatever? May Young classic, Shannon Baszler. No, but have we seen anyone change their name in WWE from that? I don't aside believe, from, I don't believe so. I think she might be the only one. Yeah, um, but yeah, and I love I love that Io Shirai's entrance. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like. I don't like the new theme song. I like the other theme. I song. know because you like those like 
<laughs> no, it's not even that. I don't – I really don't – if I had to pick a theme song, the Hearts is not like even in the top like 40 that I'd want to listen to. <laughs> but I like, I like the other one better than the dark one, I guess. She grabs but a microphone this... afterwards, though, and uh, says that she should be the next person up for Shayna Baszler. And Rhea Ripley comes out and tells her no. So hopefully we'll, this match will be in the next coming weeks for a setup for TakeOver. Yeah. Um, but wait, did it, did another match get set up between her and EO versus somebody else? Or Maybe next week. I don't know. But I, the, the moves that she was pulling off in this, in this match is like, it was so good. Yeah. Like all the, the springboard moves that were going on, the pin attempts and everything, even um, with, um, uh, what's her name? I'm blanking. Caden. Caden Carter. Yeah, Caden Carter. Like the moves that she was pulling out too is also really good. Yeah. Did we, wait, it was Rhea Ripley came out. Did you say that? I did say Rhea Ripley came out. Okay. I, I For some reason I thought you said, okay, never mind. I remember you said she called out Shayna Baszler or whatever. And yeah. then Rhea Ripley came out. Jesus. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Let's pop back over to AEW. Another quarterfinal match in the AEW World Tag Team Title Tournament as Jurassic Express of Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt were defeated Another... by the Lucha Brothers because earlier in the night it was announced that Luchasaurus suffered a non-contact thigh injury and would not – and they're saying it's a serious injury. Apparently he tore his quad. Wait, What? Yeah. I thought it was just like he tore his hamstring. A uh, hamstring. Sorry, he tore his hamstring. Oh, so is that like – is that an actual like bad thing? Uh, yeah. I thought he was going to be back like next week. No, I think they said he might not be, he might be out for a while. Wow. What I'm saying? Yeah, that stinks. But like this team of Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt could work. Marco Stunt, that is apparently getting a lot of like negative feedback. Why? On- like we're supposed to believe this guy is wrestling these people. Uh, which wrestling is, is about suspending your disbelief. Uh, which is kind of the reason why I wish WWE let El Torito wrestle more. Listen, just let El Torito have that unbelievable match against Hornswoggle. Well, but dude, like he wrestles. I mean, that's like in Mexico. I'm not saying he's like a. Sh- he's a shorter person, Marco Stunt. Yes, he is. And. In Mexico, it's like a completely normal thing there. Like they wrestle seven feet tall guys there. Yeah. So it's like a, a normal thing down there. It should be normal up here too. So, and I kind of hate the fact that AEW had like they knew going into this match that Luchasaurus wasn't going to be in it. And they had to replace the tag team partner. Why would they do the same thing in the opening of the of the show? They have two replacements. Well, I think th- I think they probably had the whole opening thing. Like right, but like, wouldn't you wouldn't you call some sort of an audible if you knew going into the the show that later on you'll have to have the same thing happen? Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. But next up for the Lucha Bros, as they won this, uh, they will be facing off against Private Party. Do we and see why, what? Why didn't we saw them sitting ringside? But after this match was over, why did we not see SCU attack Lucha Bros? Because I guess they were worried about Christopher Daniels. But like, why? I don't. I don't understand that. Like, why would? I just don't understand why you'd have Lucha Bros attack them and then them get no sort of retribution. 
Yeah, I don't know. Don't know, man. Don't know. Anyway, after one tag team match, you have another tag team match. Uh, as this all-star tag team match of Adam Page and Kenny Omega defeated, or you could say picked up the victory over Pac, Pac, Pac? What is it? Yeah, Jim Ross and everyone was saying Pac, so. So Pac. And, I and, would say Pac. And John, <laughs> and John, yeah, whatever. You say potato, we, I say are potato. Are we really over, like, at the, the last, second to last match already? Yeah, I know. Well, we still have, you know, we still have a couple more matches on NXT also. Yeah. We, we have, like, four more matches on it. Five more matches on NXT. Jesus. All right, so then we'll do this. We'll blow through the rest of the stuff on NXT, and then we'll come back to the main event. But, uh, you know, this is just kind of setting up feuds. You have the uh, the Moxie Omega feud. You have Pac. I feel like I'm talking like I'm from New England. Yeah, I say I, we could just say Pac. Okay, Pac, thank you. Or and you that, could say Bastard. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, could, I could say that in the show? I assume so. It's his name. Yeah, the, the Bastard. I'm a bastard. Um, but yeah, no. You know, some people call him bastard. <laughs> but Which it, also, by the way, now that triggers my memory, Jim Ross still continues to call him Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Yeah, didn't they call him the Jungle Pack or something like that? But like, what are, like, is he going as Jack Perry or is he like just trying to be Jungle Boy? I'm pretty sure he's just trying to be Jungle Boy and Jim Ross is blowing it up. <laughs> Maybe he is. I have no idea. Maybe he is. But I think this is a fun tag team match to kind of work with this feud. Maybe you'll see these four guys in a four-way for the next contestant for the AEW number one contender for the AEW title. A hundred percent. There's three people outside of Cody Rhodes or just Cody. um, According to the the ranking system, now that we have a a records and everything set, there's three other people that should be in line for a championship run based on their records. And that's one being Pac, two being Moxley, and three being – do you want to take a guess? Um, <laughs> no, I don't. Michael Nakazawa. <laughs> Sick. Put him in there. <laughs> yeah, well, Jericho's 4 now. Cody Rhodes is 3-1-1. One, one. Um, Darby Allen is oh, – damn – I, I, I spoiled it for myself. Dude, see, that's why I don't understand why Darby Allen was even in a position, him or Jimmy Havoc. I don't understand how they got that. Well, spot. you know, they say they listen to the fans, right? Do they? Do, do you? That's why Cody, uh, you see, Cody got pinned after the event by. I did. Clementine Cassidy, they're calling him, I guess. I love it. I'm a big fan of it. So, yeah. But yeah, this this tag team match between the four of them, uh, people are saying was the match of the night. I don't know. I don't know, man. People, I mean, yes, the main event was good, but people were saying this match. I was getting bored by it, but yeah. towards the end there, I was like, uh, can we hurry it up? Yeah, true. it's like I don't understand. Here's another time where the the whole rules thing happened, where. If if you're, I don't know if they're actually saying. I'm almost certain they announced it at one point, saying that it's at the referee's discretion. I think Excalibur kept saying that it's the referee's discretion whether or not they want to count it as a disqualification or whatnot. But like, if you're not doing any disqualifications at all, what what's stopping? Like in this, Pac was like, "No, don't do this. Don't do this." To to Ambrose to Moxley. It takes away the the baseball bat, 
why even do that if nobody's getting DQ'd? Yeah, true. Like, what? Since when do you care about not cheating, or or not having disqualifications? Which, by the way, I think Pac might have cut his finger open trying to take the the bat away. No, oh, yeah, it was all the barbed wire. I think he was bleeding. Yeah, he's a bastard. <laughs> so, uh, let's hop over to NXT because I loved this match. I feel it was kind of similar to the first two, but the you know the best out of three series between Keith Lee and Donovan Dijakovic came to uh, no contest because Roger Strong came out. When I was watching this match, I was like, I was thinking about tweeting out, I would rather see. This match, or I think this match should end in a DQ. This way, they both go on to face Roderick Strong. Yeah, well, and they, then... they said well they, before the match, William Regal set up that you know since Velveteen can't Velveteen Dream can't compete, uh, Roderick Strong now has to defend against the winner of this. So Roderick Strong kind of shot him in the foot by uh, interfering in this. So, but when when they were saying that, I was like, or when I was seeing this match, I was like, I. I don't know if I want to see the both of them again because it's like what's that? I just feel like it's going to be too much of Keith Lee versus Dijakovic again. Yeah, I know. But um, I marked out real hard when Dijakovic gets him on his shoulders, looks like an electric chair, and then you just see Keith Lee looking around like, okay, uh-oh, let me just do a reverse hurricane run. I went nuts for that because yeah, Keith the, the, Lee the being – Poison Rana! What? Poison Rana. Poison Rana. Oh Which, by God. the way, the, the Poison Rana has made its way into WW2K20 thanks to Bailey and Sasha Banks. Shout out to NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my stars. That uh, was, I think, the best match I've ever seen live. Yes, I know. We, we speak about it every week. Um, next up after this, you had – you know what I thought was really weird? Like, when they showed, like, the backstage segments of, like, people warming up, like, they showed Keith Lee, they had these just, like, banners behind them. Like, they were, like, what? MMA fighters. What are the... I don't recall. Like, when they showed, like, Dijakovic warming up, he had, like, a flag behind him that said, like, his had his, like, logo on it and stuff. And same oh, with the, I did not... It didn't register with me. Yeah, it registered with me. I'm like, I guess because, you now you know... They're on Fox. They have to kind of blend the sports and entertainment thing. They're trying to make it more of like an MMA-like feel with these backstage promos. Um, yeah, could be. But next up you have Matt Riddle picking up the victory over Bronson Reed. Huge moves being done by Matt Riddle here I know. to Bronson Reed. This match was like really above par. I know. I agree. And Bronson Reed's awesome too. And they put him in a great spot here. Matt Riddle hitting a power bomb. Yeah. So cool. And it just kind of shows you that, you know, he lost two weeks ago to Adam Cole. Now he's just back on the bandwagon and just being a bro. Yeah. So uh, next up after this, you had the return of Tegan Knox after suffering a horrific injury during the May Young Classic, picking up the victory over uh, Tynara, she's not going by Tynara Conti anymore. Uh, but she's... that's see, that's where it's like confusing me because on NXT TV she's Tynara, but on WWE.com and like everywhere else she's still like the results say Tynara Conti. Yeah, no. I'm so I don't know what's happening with that, but it's awesome to see 
Tegan Knox back for the first time since the May Young Classic. She was out the first May Young Classic because of, uh, this, I think, the same injury on the other knee. And then she got injured during the May Young Classic here. She returned earlier this year, but uh, just hadn't been used, I guess. So it's nice It's nice to see her back. Yeah, absolutely. She picked up a nice little win. Um, uh, and afterwards, after, uh, you know, Kathy Kellos interviewing her, uh, Dakota, Dakota Kai runs down, Shayna Baszler runs down, uh, and Shayna Baszler says that she's not worthy of a title shot. So it's like, this women's division is so packed. I thought we were about to see them set up Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir versus Team Kick. That would be awesome. So I don't know if we're going to see that. Maybe we're going to see somebody else get involved, like a uh, Candice LeRae, to make it three-on-three three or, or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that that was that. Another quick match with Killian Dane picking up the victory over Boa. You know, I guess going to back to last week where Killian Dane distracted Boa in that match against Cameron Grimes. Um, you also had a promo from Finn Balor. You know, talking about coming to NXT and his future will become his past. Um, do we see more of the demon? Do you think maybe this will be a thing now in NXT? It'll be Finn Balor the demon with his new hand tattoo. I and also forearm tattoo. Yeah. Did you see that one? Yeah, that one's uh, it's silly. But hey, listen, <laughs> I've got some silly tattoos <laughs> to each myself. Their own. Some people say midlife crisis. Who knows? Son of a witch. Three run Yankees. home run by who is that? Bregman. I don't even know who he, if George Springer. All right, time to turn this game off because it's over. Um, all also, right. didn't uh, Killian Dane after this match with Boa run into Pete Dunn? Yeah, and Pete Dunn snapped his finger as he was walking onto onto the uh, and as Pete Dunn was walking out for his main event, which I thought was kind of weird because like Killian Dane's like this unstoppable person right now. He like survived those matches with Matt Riddle and like, where is this leading to? Like, who are we going to see him? Like, who's going to conquer Killian Dane? It's going to be Pete Dunn because I don't know. I feel like they would work well together for a strong style, fast hitting match. I mean, it has to be. They, I mean, I assume maybe they, they set it up. So yeah, but I mean, also, well, since we're talking about, let's get onto the main event, which I thought this was interesting. To make this your main event, you have Damian Priest picking up the victory over Pete Dunne. I mean, I like it because they're building a new star in Damian Priest. Um, I don't like it because I'm a Pete Dunne fan, but I don't think this match should have been the main event. I think you should have made the Keith Lee uh, Dijakovic match your main event because you. Uh... That's that's been like, oh my god, best two out of three falls, and then you have you know, uh, what's his face. What's Roddy. That? No, yeah, you have Roddy come out, and then all of a sudden, at the end, you have William Regal come on the stage. You're like, now you got to face them both next week, and you see, and you you close out the show with Roderick Strong being like, oh no, and then you have a stare down between Keith Lee and Dijakovic in the ring, and then you cut to your, you know, you cut to the end. I think that would be okay, but I also think this is building on Pete Dunn being a former, like, almost what? How many yeah. year? How many? Like a year and plus? Yep. Champion of the UK Championship. Maybe even two years. Mm-hmm. So, 
But, uh, yeah, it builds up a new star. So, Damian Priest stays undefeated. Solid show by NXT. Let's pop over to the main event of AEW. Which I want to say before we get started on the AEW's main event, I don't know if you guys are listening. What do you mean? <laughs> but I don't. I have no idea if AEW is listening, but I believe on the last episode I was complaining about the watermark being in the top left, being in color and distracting me. Now it's at the bottom right, right next to the uh, the TNT logo. It's in color at first, but like quickly fades to to clear, to see through, and white. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know if they're listening to us, but if you are, I do appreciate that, and I appreciate you guys changing the watermark to the bottom right hand corner. The only thing you guys have to work on is your hashtagging because uh, it's still it's not clear. It's like white. And um, they they don't know how hashtags work because they had the and symbol in there at one point during that tag team match that we we spoke about earlier. Oh yeah, I wasn't really paying attention to that. It, it was like Ambrose and like and symbol. And it's like that's not how hashtags work, but but yeah. I do. If you are somebody from AEW listening, and I appreciate that. <laughs> yep, it's all about Brandon. Come to New York. <laughs> oh, what and, I, when I say and when I say come to New York, I mean like Manhattan, like an area where that's like uh, not the Nassau Coliseum. Don't do that. What I heard, you can curtain off Barclays. What I heard is that like apparently AEW is not running in New York yet because it, like the New York authorities are trying to pay him like triple for ambulances and whatnot outside of shows. What? Yeah, like they want AEW to pay like triple the amount. Why triple? Because I don't they're know. billionaires? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Dude, like... it's it's so weird that it's like these events of AEW sell out instantly, but then I guess it's all the scalpers or like they hold a bunch of tickets, which Jim Ross even said like, oh, check on the day of the event because we release a bunch of production tickets. And it's like. Well, I don't no, know they if, probably do. It's probably they, they right, hold off I for certain production areas. But I don't know if, if like, the tickets that they released are all those empty seats that we're seeing or if it's, like, people who purchase tickets, like, scalpers or whatever, trying to get a buck or two okay. and not showing up. Because they're, week after week, they just show how many, like, empty seats. And I don't know if they're deliberately doing that or... I have no idea. I don't know why they wouldn't like curtain sections off and which I I think they already are curtaining or like selling less tickets or something. I have no idea, but there's, it just doesn't make sense how these are sellouts. And then you see the, the TV product and it's completely not completely empty, but yeah. But anyway, main event, Chris Jericho picks up the victory over Darby Allen for the AEW world championship. I thought this match was awesome. I like the fact that they made it a Philadelphia street fight and they played on that by duct taping, you know, Darby Allen and Darby Allen's hands behind his back, but him still fighting, told a real awesome story. Okay, see, I missed that it was a street fight. Yeah. I, I just did like, not. You're like, they're I not paying not, attention I'm, to the rules. Dude, this whole match, I was like, what? How is this happening? <laughs> I was so, I was so lost, like not having, I was yeah. so confused. Uh, but yeah, it was cool. It, it kind of weird though that Darby Allen was doing the, uh, the where he had like his hands taped and everything. Because do you think that's kind of too similar to Orange Cassidy or no? You don't think so at all? No. All right. 
Um, but Dar it looks like Darby Allen is going to get the win there, but then Jake Hager just punches him in the face, and Jericho puts the walls of uh, Jericho in for the submission. Which, see, now if it's a street fight, why was that done behind the referee's back? I don't know. I don't know, but... Post-match, rest of the inner circle comes out, pops some bubbly. You hit your credits with Jericho and the inner circle celebrating in the ring. So um, I liked this week. I particularly liked AEW better than I liked NXT. Uh, not me. No. NXT. Yeah, no, that women's match for AEW compared to – Oh, well, I mean, well, the, the rest of the matches. show I thought was, was great. But compared to the two women's matches on, on NXT, yeah. man. And and also, I just, I don't, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> okay, so then this, That's since, weird. since you forgot what you had to say, uh, ratings-wise, AEW won in the ratings. Uh, both of their ratings going oh, down, however. I remember now. What is it? I was going to say, I wish there were more more promos than than there were like wwe has like sometimes too many like in-ring promos i feel like AEW needs more in-ring promos mm -hmm. like the the thing with jericho last week with inner circle i thought was great yeah i think they need more of that i think uh nxt could use some more of that but it's like it's hard to fill the time there yeah true i think the one who suffers the most from just being one hour is uh, NWA, but... Yeah, but I, that's what they're going for with that product. Well, yeah, but I think they have too many promos and their wrestling time is too too quick for me. Yeah, well, that's for you, but, that, you know, it's... Because, like, it YouTube seems like product. it's, it's, it's like almost product. every... Yeah, but, like, almost every match is, like, two to three minutes, and it's weird. So... Yeah. But, but... And then there's also production stuff that... I think should be different with that as well, but that's fine. Well, what about the ratings? Both of them went down drastically. And it's even more weird because the Yankees game was rained out, so they can't even blame it on sports. And and AEW, TNT plays AEW every single day, it seems. My brother came to me yesterday. He goes, oh, I was watching that Chris Jericho promotion. Which my brother would have never even known that Jericho was not with like WWE. Had uh, my brother was at the the Rangers game when Jericho was back in like where, where Comic Con was in New York. Yes, I remember. And WWE they announced superstar. Jericho as yes as a WWE superstar, and then they like corrected it or whatever. So I was like, did they they didn't say AEW superstar or wrestler or whatever? He goes, no, it said WWE. I was like, what? Yeah, weird. <laughs> and then, it, then like the picture came out online, but. but yeah, so AEW wins three weeks in a row in the ratings. Um, I feel like they're going to have a dramatic... Until something big, 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 big happens on NXT, you're going to say AEW keep winning those ra ratings wars. But it's it's not like the content is bad. You know, I've read something that reports that uh, you know NXT might be moving out of full sale, maybe because of direct correlation, because they want to make it a bigger-looking product, because... AEW has like this big presence to it. But move out of full sale as in like tour venues? I believe so. Maybe they'll do the same thing that AEW's doing. I don't I don't think they should do that. But I know. Well, I mean, if if they were to ever like move out of full sale, maybe sale somewhere tour, bigger in Florida. But if they were even to like move out and like actually go on the road with NXT, I honestly think the 
the very first like outside of full sale place should be Barclays again. Oh my God, calm down, no, dude. Mark. No, 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 no. It's because the very first time they were outside for a takeover was Barclays. I know, but that's a takeover. That's different. I yes, I know that, but what's what what will change that from Raw or SmackDown? Yeah, no, I understand. I understand, and that is. Mark and I presents the Wednesday Night Wars for this week. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to the show. We'll have Mark and I at 454 later this week. But until then, you can go to Facebook.com slash Mark and Out, Twitter.com slash Mark and Out, Instagram.com slash Mark and Out 11, YouTube.com slash Mark and Out 11. Email us, Mark and Out 1 at gmail.com and our website. MarkingOut.com. Don't forget to go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. 20% off everything in-store and online using the promo code RETAIL all this weekend. So check that stuff out. You can follow me on Twitter at ChrisSweenDog, Brandon on Twitter at BTTG161, and Dave on Twitter at DaveTheRave__MO. Until next week, we'll keep the the outro the same we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors and have a fantastic week <laughs> Hi.